Serving the people of the Hudson Valley, St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital proudly presents another edition of Doc Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. If you suffer from chronic pain, you should know that there are many effective treatment options for chronic pain that don't necessarily involve opioids. My guest today is Dr. Wasik Ashraf. He's an orthopedic surgeon at St. Luke's Cornwall's Hospital Center for Total Joint Replacement. Dr. Ashraf, let's start with identifying the basic types of pain. What is chronic pain versus acute pain? And since they're somewhat subjective, how do you measure them? Thank you for having me on the show. Um, And that's a difficult question to answer because pain um, is subjective. And by subjective, it's something that I can't feel for my patient. The patient has to describe it, and it's something that you have to be open to and um, kind of uh, see the patient and get assessed how much pain they're in. Um, and you can't, it's very difficult to tell that from a pain scale from 0 to 10, and uh, uh, it's a difficult way to assess. So acute pain, in my mind, acute pain is something that's traumatic, something happened recently, and uh, there's a, a, a surge in pain. It could be post-surgical pain. It could be from a uh, traumatic pain. Um, so acute pain is something that's within the first few hours to few weeks of an injury. Chronic pain is something that's been going over, uh, and my uh, the definition that I use is over three months, where you've had pain in an area for over three months, you have tried different anti-inflammatory, different methods to control the pain, and it's not getting better. So let's talk about opioids then. There's an epidemic in this country. People are hearing all about it. Tell us what opioids are. What are they used sure. for, and why is this becoming such an epidemic? So, you know, there's uh, over 70 million surgical patients uh, in the U.S. uh, per year. And as an orthopedic surgeon, we're the third largest prescribers of opioids. You know, the way uh, I describe it is I cause pain when I do surgery. And, you know, we want to do uh, no harm. So it's something that started years and years ago where someone has pain after surgery and you decrease that pain by giving them an opioid or a painkiller. Um, four out of five uh, uh, heroin users started uh, by misusing prescription painkillers. And uh, so painkillers being out in the street given by doctors for pain um, ends up being misused. So I think the reason why there is a huge opioid crisis in the U.S. is because we have too many painkillers on the street and the painkillers get into the wrong hands. Um, and you know, it's uh, and shows like this and discussions like this um, helps us to address the clinical, the societal, economic burdens that uh, um, opio- opioid usage causes in our society today. So, how do you work with a patient? Discuss your multifaceted approach to painful disorders. What are the first things you do when someone comes into you with pain? And and what if they ask you for some kind of a narcotic or an opioid? What are some of the best practices that you can use for short-term or long-term chronic pain that are not necessarily opioid-related? Great. So I think the biggest thing that uh, as any physician or provider can do is discussion and communication with the patient. Every patient is different, and you have to approach every patient differently. Um, you know, it's uh, kind of taboo to talk, or talk about pain outright, but that's, in my opinion, the best way to start the discussion is, hey, um, let's have a discussion about the pain expectations, 
what you can expect after surgery, what I will be providing you. Um, so there is not an expectation that there will be an endless supply of narcotics after surgery. So first and foremost is an open discussion with the patient. Most of the time, if you say, hey, these are the rules, these are the medication you're going to get, and after this many pills, you're not going to get any more, patients understand and they know that, hey, you know, this is what I have to work with, and um, that to me has been the best thing. Um, there's really a multimodal approach, meaning different ways we attack pain. Um, I'll give you an example from like a joint replacement surgeon. As a joint replacement surgeon, what we have found is if we treat the pain before we do the knee replacement, meaning medications before the surgery, we can uh, notice that after the surgery, patients take less pain medication. So what we do is we give an anti-inflammatory, a small narcotic, and even a small muscle relaxant before the surgery. So then after the surgery, we can quantify that the patients are requiring less medication. During the time of surgery, um, the type of anesthesia matters as well. You know, instead of using general anesthesia where we're putting a tube down someone's throat, uh, we use a thing called a spinal or a regional block where we numb up the nerves around the area of surgery. So post-surgically, their area is numb and they're not having any pain. They're using less narcotics. During the time of surgery as well, we use medications that are uh, um, local, lidocaine, but there's a newer medication that is in, stays in the fat, um, a numbing medication, and it, the pain medication works for the first 96 hours. If we can decrease the opioid usage for 96 hours post-surgical, we have found that we can cut down the use of narcotics by 80%. So where I used to give, say, 40 tablets after knee replacement, now I give 10. I mean, it's, it's really a huge difference. Post-surgically, we get them mobilized right after surgery, and we give both short-term and long-acting uh, medications um, to decrease inflammation and pain. And we have, using that multimodal approach, we have cut down our narcotic use by almost 80% um, at St. Luke's. Wow. And, and what do you think about some of the other modalities, such as exercise programs, physical therapy, even meditation, yoga, you know, some of these kinds of things to deal with some of these pains? People look at chondroitin, they look at supplements, and they're not sure what to make of it all. You know, um, the uh, scientist in me, you know, I, I look at uh, articles about things like acupuncture, chiropractic, um, um, yoga, um, and there's really no great literature out there. But I will tell you, I have many, many patients that swear by acupuncture. They say, hey, listen, when I did this, my pain went down. I think there is definitely, definitely um, evidence that it works. So aqua therapy, yoga, Pilates, um, acupuncture, chiropractic, and uh, even uh, um, the use of cupping techniques um, to decrease inflammation and pain. I think they're all great. I think that's all part of a toolbox we can use to decrease some, uh, someone's pain. I think one thing to remember is that not everything will work for every one person. I think you should try to see what works. Cryotherapy, um, using ice as an anti-inflammatory, and even now, they're talking about cold laser, uh, using that preoperatively and postoperatively to numb down the nerves that can cause pain, um, has shown great evidence that it can work. And multimodal approach, different types of approach to decrease opioid use, I think is the, the wave of the future. 
I think so, too. What a wonderful segment. You've explained it all so very well. So wrap it up for us with your best advice to patients regarding opioid use and the alternatives to narcotics in pain control, some things that they can do, and really your best advice about managing that pain. So my advice for patients that uh, individuals that say need surgery and they're worried about opioid use, it's opioid use is not going to get you in trouble. It's opioid abuse. So there will be uh, expectations that there will be some pain after surgery, and a little bit of pain is normal after surgery. Um, You should research the doctor, physician, or surgeon and have an open discussion with the surgeon beforehand to say, hey, I'm having surgery, I'm going to be in pain, what is the game plan? I think having a great game plan before the pain kicks in is the biggest advice and the best advice I can give is having a frank discussion with the surgeon um, at what, what is the plan. And once you know the plan, what the expectations are, usually things go as the plan. Um, research, ask your doctor about different multimodal approaches, what they use, what works for them. And um, I think that's, to me, the biggest advice. Thank you so very much, Dr. Ashraf, for being with us today, sharing your expertise in in such a huge topic, and that's so important to so many people that are suffering from pain disorders, and they're not sure where to turn or what to do. Thank you again for joining us. This is Doc Talk, presented by St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. For more information, please visit stlukescornwallhospital.org. That's stlukescornwallhospital.org. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.